What's up? Welcome back. Shooting the Schmidt is back. We took last week off. It was Thanksgiving week. Give me a break. I had a lot going on. I had food to eat, food to make. I also moved apartments. That was also that was also a big deal going on. Shout out to my boy Nate who was on the podcast. I guess a couple weeks ago now, he helped me move. So big shout out to him. Big shout out to Ethan as well. So big show today. Obviously, we're talking NFL, bringing back the three-word game. That's going to be a lot of fun. So we're going to knock that out. Obviously, college football is really heating up. Can't wait to talk about Ohio State, Michigan. Going to be a really good show today. You're not going to want to miss it. Make sure you make sure you stay tuned in for the whole thing. We got spicy takes at the end. So thank you again. For turning on the podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Here we go. It's time for the NFL three word game. If this is the first time that you're listening to the pod and you don't know what this is, basically, I believe that we can recap every single. Every single NFL game from the weekend slash Thursday night in three words. So here we go. We're going to start with the Thanksgiving games. Bills versus Lions. Lions are close. It looked like they were going to beat the Bills. They were so close. They looked really good. Instead, the Lions got their fifth one possession loss of the season. You know, the Lions are headed in the right direction, though. Dan, Dan Campbell's doing a really good job. Those guys play hard. Jared Goff looks formidable. Um, but all in all... I mean, like, they're currently 4-7. and seven. Like, just imagine if all these one-possession losses are wins. That puts them at 9-2. and two. Now, obviously, the Lions aren't good enough to be 9-2. and two. I think that their record accurately depicts who they are just because that, that defense is really lacking. But all in all, like, Lions headed in the right direction. It's a really good sign. Dan Campbell doing good things there. You know, they obviously, they, they need to upgrade a quarterback. They have a lot of deficiencies on the defensive side of the ball as well. But all in all, Lions look like they're they're headed in the right direction. Cowboys versus Giants. A giant mirage. The Giants aren't that good. There's really no other way to put it. I'm just going to be very direct about it. Um, you know, currently, like they're four and or excuse me, currently they're seven and four. Uh, the fact that they're seven and four is is incredible. Brian Dable's doing a really good job. But teams have kind of started figuring them out. You know, there's more tape on them. And now, I mean, they're underdogs at home against the Washington Commanders, which I think tells us all we need to know about the talent on that Giants roster and what to kind of expect from them going forward. Vikings versus, versus Patriots, the last game on Thanksgiving. Primetime Kirk? Kirk Cousins playing well in a primetime game for maybe the first time ever. 30 for 37, 299 yards, three touchdowns. He did throw a pick, but... It's fine. He did this against the Patriots defense, too, that has been good this year. Don't know what happened to him on Thursday night. But, yeah, look at that. Primetime Kirk showing up. Dolphins versus Texans. Dolphins stay hot. Five straight wins in Miami. Big test against San Francisco this week. Not going to go too, too in-depth with them. 130-15. Scored all 30 in the first half. Tua didn't play the last five drives. Bucks versus Browns. Brady can't score. Rumor is is that that's why Giselle divorced him, but it's, sorry, bad joke. Seriously, though, um, this Bucks offense has scored over 20 points, has scored, has scored over 21 points only twice this year. It's bad. The offense looks bad. Tom Brady just doesn't look very good. Father time always wins. Bengals versus Titans. No chase needed. 
you know, the Bengals defense, you know, held it down. You know, Derrick Henry had his lowest rushing total of the year in terms of yards. Uh, they looked really good. T. Higgins, people forget how good he is because the Bengals have Jamar Chase, but T. Higgins, that's a really good wide receiver. He can really play. The Bengals really look good. They're surging at the right time. You know, this is definitely a team that can make another deep run in the playoffs. Bears versus Jets. Mike White's back. 22-28, 315 yards, three touchdowns. Don't look now. But this Jets team looks like a playoff team. The defense is good. You know, Salah has done a really good job out there. Um, yeah, they're they're a lot of fun to watch, too. So Mike White being back is probably the best thing for him. Zach Wilson looks like you're going to go to the USFL or something. Falcons versus Commanders. Commanding the offense. The Commanders are now 5-1 and one with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. Look, it's a tough day out here on Carson Wentz Island. I'm currently building a boat to get off of Carson Wentz Island. But, yeah, Taylor Heineke looks really good. Those guys play really hard for him. All in all, though, I don't think he's the long... He's obviously not the long-term answer. I do think he's ultimately a backup. But, look, he's got some swagger, goes out, plays hard. His teammates respect him. His teammates like him. You can just kind of tell just how they interact with each other on the sideline. Um, So, yeah, I mean, Taylor Heineke playing really well. Broncos versus Panthers riding into L's. Broncos and Russell Wilson suck. I'm not going to elaborate. They lost to the Panthers and Sam Darnold. Enough said. Jags versus Ravens. Another blown lead. Let's look at the Ravens here. Because this is really the story from Sunday, right? This is the game that everybody's kind of talking about. Trevor Lawrence played really well. Two great throws, you know, to score the touchdown to make it 27-26. That throw was incredible. And then the last throw on the two-point conversion, absolute missile on an out route. Great play. It was, yeah, great. Doug Peterson doing a really good job down there. Uh, The offense is is almost one of the... 10 best offenses statistically. Trevor Lawrence is playing really well. The defense is really bad, though. That's why they aren't winning a bunch of games. Now, let's move on to the Ravens. Because the Ravens are a team that I really like. And I really want to get on board. And I really want to go all in and say that this Ravens team is good enough to go to. And potentially even win the Super Bowl. But I just do not trust them. Let's let's look at their four losses. Their first loss of the year came to the Miami Dolphins when they were up 21 in the fourth quarter. Everyone remembers this. Tua went crazy in the fourth quarter. Dolphins come back and win. Second loss of the year comes against the Bills. The Ravens were up by a touchdown in the fourth quarter with nine minutes to go, and they lost. The Giants, they were up by 10. This is their third loss of the year. Giants up by 10 in the fourth quarter, and they lost. And then the Jags, they were up by nine in the fourth quarter, and they lost. I understand. That Lamar Jackson wants a new contract. And I believe that he's deserving of this new contract. But he's blown four fourth quarter leads. That's a major problem. Like, that's that's unacceptable, especially if you really want to be a max guy. With that being said, I would give it to him because he's Lamar Jackson. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He has an elite trait, something that when you watch him, you say, wow, and that's obviously the speed. He is much improved as a passer. I'm still kind of waiting for them to go and get him the proper receiving core around him, but you know, we'll we'll see when that happens. Hopefully they they extend him and they and they give him a bag because they should. Chargers and Cardinals, I love aggression. Brandon Staley continues to be aggressive. He's so aggressive. You don't know who Brandon Staley is? That's the Chargers head coach. And look, it pays off to be aggressive sometimes. You know, Chargers stay in the hunt, going for two, you know, to win it. Um love it. They're staying they're staying in the hunt for the playoffs. Raiders versus Seahawks. 
Hawks have landed. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't really know what to really make of this Seahawks team at this point. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. You know, they're currently like they're six and five right now. Three of their final games are against the Chiefs. That's a loss. The 49ers, that's a loss. And the Jets, that's probably a loss. That's three losses. So at best now, they're going to go nine and eight. That might be good enough to make the playoffs in the NFC. But all in all, the Seahawks team is going to turn out to be exactly what I think people thought, and that is average at best. Chiefs, Rams, they're the best. Chiefs are the best team in the league, hands down, not close. Patrick Mahomes, best quarterback in the league. Let's move on. Saints 49ers. Quarterbacks aren't needed. The quarterback play in that game was average, to say it nicely. Neither neither quarterback threw for a touchdown. Neither quarterback threw for over 250 yards. It was a defensive bout. Obviously, 13-0 is the final score. Um, both defenses, I thought, played well, especially that 49ers defense. That 49ers defense is nasty. Probably, arguably the best in the league. Arguably. Packers-Eagles. Eagles keep running. The Eagles ran for 363 yards. Tear down Green Bay. You're done. Trade Aaron Rodgers. Just get it all over with. And finally, last night's game, Steelers-Colts. I didn't watch. (laughs) And they're like, oh, Jonathan, you didn't watch the Monday Night Football game? No, I did not watch the Monday Night Football game. Why would I take time out of my week? I'm a very busy guy. I don't know if you know this. Very, very busy. have many, many things to do. So why would I take time out of my very busy week to watch a Colts team with a quarterback I don't believe in, a head coach I don't believe in, play against a rookie quarterback who I still don't know what I really think about him. I think he's very up and down. And like, like, like why, why, like, why would I take time out of my week to watch that? You know, like, just because it's on doesn't mean that I, I need to watch it, even though it is the Colts, and I do live here in Indianapolis. Like, why would I waste my time watching bad football because I'll be honest like I had it on I just didn't watch watch it and the little glimpse where I'd look up from my book to watch it it looked terrible okay the interception that Matt Ryan threw was atrocious he didn't throw for 200 yards that's how I know it was bad Kenny Pickett barely threw for 175 yards okay like it was just bad football I don't care to watch that I just I don't I'm not I'm not wasting my time with that not wasting my time with that so that's going to do it here for our open. Uh, we're going to talk a lot of college football for the rest of the show. Really excited to get into it. I'm sure you're excited to hear me talk about Tennessee after their loss to South Carolina. But it'll be okay. It'll be fine. All right. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back with more Shooting the Schmidt. And we're back with more Shooting the Schmidt's. The game was on Saturday, Michigan versus Ohio State. It was the biggest game of the day, number two against number three. And I know I didn't do a podcast last week. But if you've been listening, you know exactly who I would have taken to win that game. And you know that I would have taken Michigan to beat Ohio State. Michigan is the more complete team. I think that that's what we saw on Saturday. Uh, We definitely saw that in the second half. You know, the first half, 20-17, to Ohio State's up. They really kind of controlled it. It kind of felt like Michigan was holding on, and then Michigan just came out in the second half and absolutely just punched them right in the mouth. And look, Call me crazy, even though I don't really think it's that crazy. This isn't, you know, the spicy take I was talking about earlier. But Michigan might win the whole thing this year. You know, they, they have to beat Purdue first, which, oh, man, Purdue. Oh, it's going to be so hard. But, look, they're they're a really good football team. They can run the ball. The defense is good. The defense is fast, much faster than I realized. Um, on top of that, obviously, the quarterback plays good. 
Harbaugh is a guy who hasn't coached, you know, in a college football championship game before. But, like, he's coaching the Super Bowl, so I'm sure he'll be fine. You know, it's just, this is a really good football team. Um, yeah, I guess you'll just have to wait to see where I have him ranked till a little bit later. South Carolina. Back-to-back, wait, hold up. Before I get to South Carolina, before I get to South Carolina, let me back it up just a little bit. I want to talk about Ryan Day, head coach at Ohio State. Ryan Day better figure it out, or his job is going to be in trouble, okay? Two years from now. If he loses four straight games against Michigan, which I think is very possible, I don't know who they have behind C.J. Stroud. I'm sure that they're very talented, but I find it unlikely that they're more talented than C.J. Stroud, a guy who is probably going to go number one, who could well who could potentially go number one overall in this upcoming draft. If he doesn't go one, he'll he'll go two. Okay, he's going to be one of the first two quarterbacks off the board in this upcoming NFL draft. They have a lot of talent at wide receiver. I get that the talent's young. But I just I think that there are some positions where youth doesn't really matter as much, and I would say that wide receiver is one of those. Whereas obviously, like a senior a senior quarterback is going to be most of the time more than likely is going to be better than like a freshman year quarterback because you have to learn how to read the defense and you learn the playbook and you learn all these different things, right? Whereas with receiver, look if you're really athletic, if you're fast, if you can cut on a dime, if you have good hands, like you're going to get better as you get older. But, like, the jump isn't the same as from, like, freshman year starting quarterback to senior year starting quarterback. You know what I mean? And so the talent on the outside is really good. The offensive line is good. The running backs are good. Like, there's talent all over this Ohio State roster. They've recruited at a high level. They've recruited at a higher level than Michigan. Like, there's no reason why Ohio State should be losing these games. And when you know that you're more talented, because the numbers tell us that when we watch Ohio State I mean, when you just look at them on the field, like it's very obvious that they are more talented than 99% of the teams that they play. Michigan falling into that 99%. When that happens, and people know it, and you lose, not once by like a little bit, but twice dominated in back-to-back years, it comes back to coaching. And look, Ryan Day, you better win next year because if you don't, Ohio State, I believe, has the same feel of Auburn and Alabama in terms of if you coach at Alabama, you better beat Auburn. And if you coach at Auburn, you better beat Alabama. It's the same thing with Ohio State and Michigan. If you coach at Ohio State, you better beat Michigan. If you coach at Michigan, you better beat Ohio State. That's why they were going to fire Harbaugh a couple years ago because he hadn't beat Ohio State yet, right? And then he beats them last year and his job is saved. Right. And so I'm just, that time is coming for Ryan Day if he doesn't figure it out here soon. Now, I want to move on to a couple younger coaches who were slowly putting things back together at their respected universities. South Carolina has back to back wins over top 10 teams. You know, South Carolina absolutely thumped Tennessee. And then they turn around and they beat eighth ranked Clemson. Beamer has it rolling down there, man. He's got those guys believing. He's figured it out with Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler is so much better now than what he was when he was at Oklahoma. Seems much calmer. Is making better decisions. So Shane Beamer has solved the Spencer Rattler puzzle, it looks like. Very excited to see where, where they're ranked at this week after these two wins. Oregon State upsets Oregon. Head coach Jonathan Smith has turned it around at Oregon State. You know, they've been ranked for most of the year. You know, now, you know, they get a big win over ninth-ranked Oregon, their rival. Big fan of Jonathan Smith over here. He's, he's He seems like a pretty good guy, you know. That's, that's, that's all I'm saying, so... And then finally, the last major headline that I want to hit on that I think, you know, was just kind of a given, LSU choked. LSU absolutely choked. All they had to do was beat A&M. 
and then turn around and beat Georgia. And they were going to make it into the college football playoff. They were going to be the first two-loss team to make it into the college football playoff. And now there's no chance. They're not getting in with three losses when those three losses are from, you know, Tennessee, who beat them by, you know, by the score of 40-13. to They're not getting in considering they just lost to A&M 38-23. to And they're not getting in because they lost to Florida State at the start of the year on, like, a last-second field goal. And I know that Florida State has turned out to be pretty good, but still. Three losses, you're not making it. Probably going to be four after Saturday. I don't, I'm not going to give them even a fighting chance to beat Georgia. There's no way they beat Georgia. I think Georgia runs them out of the building. This is the first real test Georgia's had in a while. So they will 100% be up for this game. Even though at the same time, if you're Georgia, you know that you're in no matter what. Even if LSU beats them, I would be extremely, extremely surprised to see Georgia drop out of that top four but yeah, here's the thing with LSU, and I think the concerning thing that people saw at the start of the year is what ultimately ended up biting them in the butt here against A&M. Daniels, the LSU quarterback, super athletic. Guy can move. He's fast. Just not a great throw over the football, ultimately. You know, he was 21 for 35, 189 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, only averaged five yards of completion. I mean, that's really tough. But on top of that, he did have 12 carries for 84 yards. So he's much more of a runner than he is a thrower. And so, and when you have that kind of quarterback, it's really hard to beat really talented teams like A and M, right? A and M obviously didn't win a lot of games this year; they went five and seven. But ultimately, we know how talented they are, and they're also a really young, talented group. You know, it's a lot of freshmen playing games, right? It's a lot of freshmen, and those freshmen have now had, you know, they had had eleven games of reps up to that point, so they're basically sophomores in terms of their experience. And so when you catch them at the end of the year, young talent that had finally kind of gained some experience, it was a really tough game for LSU to win. On top of that, your quarterback doesn't play well. That makes it nearly impossible. So we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to get into my top 12. You're not going to like it, but I don't care. I don't care. So we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with more Shooting the Schmidt. I got my top 12 coming your way right after this. Here is my top 12 here for the upcoming college football playoff. Um, you're not going to like it, but that's okay. On top of that, this is going to be the last thing. And then we're, we're going to get up out of here. Really Thursday show is going to be good. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll preview that before we get out of here. So number one's a given Georgia. Number two's a given Michigan. Not hard. Number three, I have USC. I think USC is the offense is really good. I, I, I don't really know what else to really say about them. The defense is average and Look, this is what they do to people. Caleb Williams and USC, they get the football, and they begin to score a lot of points. And eventually, they score so many points that you become down. And when you are down, you then must throw the football a lot. Therefore, it allows their defense to simply just play the pass. And they're very average at playing the pass. They do a good enough job at playing the pass that they don't surrender leads. And that is kind of their recipe as to how they win. And so, like a lot of other Oklahoma teams, if you don't get down, you'll you'll be fine. And so, that's kind of what I think of USC. The run defense is okay. The run defense looked really good against Notre Dame. But at the same time, when you're playing against Notre Dame, you know that they can't throw the football at all. Okay, I've seen six-year-old PB football teams throw the football better than Notre Dame does this year, honestly. So... I don't want to buy too too much into into the run defense based off of that one performance, but over like the whole body of work over the course of the twelve games, their run defense 
not super great. Pass defense is much better. So don't get down to USC, and you'll probably beat them. But yeah, I have them at three. That's a really good football team. Caleb Williams could win the Heisman. I don't know if he will. We'll see. If he won it, I wouldn't be mad. Him or CJ Stroud, even if Hendon Hooker won it, I'd be happy with any of those three guys taking it home. So, one Georgia, two Michigan, three USC. I have Alabama at four, which I know is going to upset a lot of people. But look, let's let's look at this Alabama schedule. Let's look at what they've done this year. Because I just, I don't like the idea of leaving them out of the top four. I know that they have two losses, but you can't use the two losses argument simply because we were going to put LSU in if they had two losses, even though they were going to have two losses, right? And so for me, it's just, it's really hard to leave Alabama out. And it's not just because they're Alabama. It's because they're really good, ultimately. Like, that's ultimately what it is, okay? They beat Auburn this week, 49-27. to Here we go. So they play Utah State week one, beat them 55-0. They go to Texas on the road, win 20-19. to Texas, that's a solid football team. That's a tough place to go win. They beat UL Monroe 63-7. They beat Vanderbilt 55-3. They beat 20th-ranked Arkansas 49-26. You know, well, Arkansas was ranked 20th at the time, but it's fine. Anyway, they they beat a solid Arkansas team very badly on the road. And then they beat Texas A&M by four. And then they lose on a last-second field goal to Tennessee 52-49. And then they absolutely crush Mississippi State 30-6. And then they lose to LSU because LSU decided to go for two in the first overtime. They lose 32-31. to 31. And then they beat 11th-ranked Ole Miss, 30-24. to 24. And then they beat Austin P 34-0. And then they thump Auburn. So they have wins over multiple-ranked teams. And when you look at their losses, both of them come on the final play of the game against two really good football teams. I mean... And at the end of the day, you know, you guys know what it is for me. Who are the four best teams in the country? I think the four best teams in the country are Georgia, Michigan, USC, and Alabama. Simple as that. You can argue it. You can say, Jonathan, I think Ohio State's better. I would say, okay, that's fine. Let's let's look at who Ohio State's beaten. Like, let's let's look at their body of work, right? Because at the, at the same time, like, the games do need to matter, and we need to look at these things. But look, let's, let's look at Ohio State, who I have ranked fifth, okay? Ohio State... Really good football team, obviously. You know, they they went 11-1 this year. But let's let's look at their wins. They beat Notre Dame by 11 at the start of the year. That's a solid win. And then they beat Arkansas State. Who cares? They beat Toledo. Who cares? They beat Wisconsin. They're not very good. They beat Rutgers. They aren't very good. They beat Michigan State. Michigan State isn't very good. They beat Iowa. Iowa's okay. Like, they're a solid football team. You know, they went, I believe they went 8-4 and four on the year. 7-5, and five, somewhere in there. They beat Penn State, who, you know, Penn State, I believe, went, you know, 10-2. and two. Two losses coming to Ohio State and Michigan, like Penn State. That's a good football team. And then they beat Northwestern, who isn't very good. And then they beat Indiana, who isn't very good. Then they beat Maryland, who's meh. And then they get thumped by Michigan. And so the thing about the Alabama resume is I've seen them play against really good teams and win, right? Like, I've seen them beat Ole Miss, right? I've seen Ohio State, I guess, beat Penn State, who I'm still not convinced is that great because Penn State's best win is Purdue, and Purdue went 8-4. and four. I just, I don't... I don't know what, like, really what to make of Ohio State. All I know is these last two years, anytime, really just in the entire Ryan Day era, where I've seen them play against really good football teams, I've seen them get bounced. I've seen them get trounced. Bars. But yeah, like, I mean, every time I've seen Ryan Day play against really good teams, they lose. 
So it's really hard for me to put my faith in Ohio State. Let's let's look at. I've talked about TCU enough. You know their resume. They don't blow anybody out until this week when they played Ohio, when they played Iowa State. I have TCU at six. I think Ohio State would beat TCU. I think Alabama would beat TCU. I think USC, Michigan, and Georgia would all beat TCU. Now that being said, College Football Playoff Committee is going to rank them third, even though they shouldn't, and even though they know they are not one of the four best teams in the country. But ultimately, like, look, if they go undefeated and they win the Big 12 championship, I'm not going to be mad. But I'm just saying that the point of rankings is not to rank the most deserving. It's to rank the best. And TCU is not one of the four best teams in the country. To round it out, I've got Tennessee at 7. I have Washington at 8. I have Penn State at 9, which I I don't like. I don't like having them at 9. I just didn't really know where else to put them. Uh, I put Kansas State at 10. I put Utah at 11. And I put LSU at 12. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't like my rankings. I don't like, I don't like them. <laughs> I don't. But this is ultimately what I think. You know, I think that if Georgia played anybody in the country, they'd beat them. I think Michigan would beat anybody in the country not named Georgia. I think USC would beat anybody in the country not named Michigan or Georgia. I think Alabama would beat anybody in the country not named USC, Michigan, or Georgia. And that's why that, and that is simply why they are my top four. Because it is not about your resume, okay? It's not. It's about the best, okay? I've used this analogy before. I'm going to use it again. If you're a boss and you're hiring somebody and you have an option, between a 50-year-old, right, who has all the experience in the world, okay, but you were able to be a fly on the wall, and you were able to, like, watch him at, like, his former jobs and as he gained experience, and it's like you sat there, and you could see everything that, like, he did. You would be like, and he was very average, right? Like, he got the job done, but, like, it wasn't super, like, flashy. He didn't, like, crush anything, like, like, all the business stuff that he did was very, like, meh. It's very above average. Or there's, like, a 30-year-old guy who hasn't been doing this as long. His resume isn't nearly as long, hasn't held a job as long. But at the last job he had, you were able to go in and watch, and he just crushed everything. He was far and away the best employee there. Far and away the best employee. Who would you hire? You would hire the 30-year-old because he's far and away the best employee, okay? Even though his resume doesn't look as good as the 50-year-old guy who's had his nose to the grindstone for the past 30 years, even though the resume doesn't look as good, you would take the 30-year-old guy because in your heart of hearts, you know that he's better. And it's the same thing with my top 12. I know in my heart of hearts that Alabama is better than Ohio State and TCU, and that's why I have them ranked in front. I know USC is better than Ohio State and TCU, and that's why I have them ranked in front. And I really wish that this is how we would do the college football playoff rankings from here on out. But it never will be because I understand that games do need to matter and things like that. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. So that's going to do it here at Shooting the Schmidt. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you'll come back on Thursday when we preview, obviously, all the conference championships for football. We're going to preview the NFL weekend. We're going to talk a little basketball. Christmas Day quickly approaching. The NBA season is really about to get underway. It's all approaching really quickly. Cannot wait to get into it. But yeah, that'll all be on Thursday. That's going to do it here at Shooting the Schmidt. Once again, thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you again on Thursday.